If you have your Bibles, we're looking at Joshua chapter 4, and we are speaking today from the word of the Lord on the subject, the importance of remembering, the importance of remembering. I'm only going to read one verse, and then I will come back and read a bit more. Joshua chapter 4, verse 7, then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. I'm preaching today from the subject, the importance of remembering. Can we lay our Bibles down and let's ask God to anoint his word and touch hearts today? Can we pray together? Can you help me pray right now? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the anointing of God that we feel in this place today. I pray that we will be as excited about your word as we are the music, that every single word of truth will penetrate our soul, and that you will speak to our hearts, Lord. It is not about how I feel. Is it, about, it is about my soul and where I am going. And I thank you, Lord, for your touch. Anoint the word. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you're seated. Thank you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for standing and praying with us. Now, we are looking today in the book of Joshua, and uh, I'm going to look back now at verse 5, if you have your Bibles there, or Perhaps they will follow me uh, behind here. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan and take up every man a stone upon his shoulder. And so it was that God was uh, reminding them. And, uh, of course, we're stepping into the middle of the story of the Jordan waters that parted just like the Red Sea had parted many years before. And how many knows that the truth never changes? The truth is always the truth. If it was true a hundred years ago, then it is still true. Praise God. God's word never lies and it never changes. It is immutable, some would say. And so it was with the miracle power of God. And Joshua was being shown by the hand of God that the very God of Moses was his God. The God of Moses is our God. We serve the same God. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? We are serving the same God. It is no more acceptable today to be ungodly than it was 500 years ago or a 1,000 years ago. It still remains that we need a mighty God that will lead us past the rivers that would hinder us. And so God is reminding us of this very thing. And so he said, take you up every man, a stone upon his shoulder. And so it was that by the time of Joshua, it was the feet of the priesthood that the Bible says their feet touched the brim of the water. Any of you ever heard that expression before? How many ever heard of filling it to the brim? All right, so not much difference. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, folks, I can preach about myself if I have to, but I feel the Holy Ghost here today. When their feet touched the brim of the water, it didn't take a total immersion for someone to recognize that 
God was doing exactly what he had done in the past. And verse 6 says that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And the stone shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. The importance of remembering. God is the God that brings us the gospel in all of its glory and its wonder. How many are thankful today for the gospel of Jesus Christ? He stirs us by his power and he lets his spirit dwell within us. Joshua ordered the children of Israel to build a memorial. Can you say memorial? A memorial reminds us of the day that and the week weekend that we're celebrating. A memorial. Now there's several words for this, but in this particular case, uh, zikron is a Hebrew word that, of course, it's familiar, but let's rehearse it. It means a memorable thing. So zikron in Hebrew, now there's other words could be used. For example, the Psalms often uses a separate Hebrew word. It's similar, but has a little bit of a variance. But this word means consistently something like a record, something that reminds us. So it is a memorable writing or a memorable day or a record. For example, as Joshua has told them to do. Now, of course, this Memorial Day, we are honoring the sacrifices of service men and women. We have done it in, uh, in brevity, but we've done it with great sincerity. That have defended our freedoms and our nation. How many are thankful today for those that have defended your Freedom and your nation. We thank God for it. And we've already said so. I'm just, I'm just bringing it back to our minds. Especially those who died to protect us. And how appropriate to have a memorial day in honor of our military. Who have left the comforts of home on our behalf. To face an enemy on our behalf. And to die on our behalf. We just saw in the past couple of days the president of the United States to be the first sitting president in the history of America to visit the site of Hiroshima or Hiroshima and to there honor the lives that were lost and the soldiers and the lives that were also saved in that particular uh, World War II battle. So we're reminded of those that and the and the amazing events that have taken place in time past. And I'm taking it a bit slow here, so it doesn't. Uh, so I don't uh, appear that I'm just glazing over the honor of such men and such women. The lives that were lost, for example, at Hiroshima, uh, some estimate 185,000 
and some more, but every human life in that city was destroyed. And I don't have to, there are young, younger folks here in this room, and I will be cautious, but we know that in that atomic blast and uh, what took place that evening, uh, it, it's indescribable. It simply is not something that I can publicly explain or fully describe. And when we begin to think about... Now, I know the human heart is... Uh, is uh, and war is of no value unless it is to protect rights of human life. Otherwise, what is the value of war? Just so we can gain something for ourselves? I think not. But thank God for freedoms that we do have. And how many know we need to protect our freedoms? We need to protect them. Praise God. And so it was that uh, that we set up a day like this. Now, the first thought that comes uh, to mind when I think of the memorial to honor such men and women is the word courage. Or sometimes we will say the word valor. I think of fortitude. And, of course, when we think of these circumstances we think of the president or we think of leadership that's standing perhaps at a battle scene with the crosses that is one that image that's in my mind here this morning and see all of the lives up and down and and as far as the eye can see lives of of men and women that have given their lives for their country i think of all of the things that it, it symbolizes and it makes me proud uh, there's a certain sadness, but it, it makes me proud. We, we do not want to forget those who have given so much. Do you agree with that here this morning? We do not want to, for, and I don't want to use it either. That's why I'm being, I mean, I like to, you know, shout and dance and run aisles, but, but I'm talking about something very, very important here. Not just something that I'm excited about, but something that deserves honor. So we are not going to forget those who have given so much. And so the key is the word remember. Can you say that with me? The word remember. The importance of remembering. So I'm only going to mention one person. And I thought about this and how... uh, (laughs) woefully inadequate it is to do this, but I'm going to do it. I feel that I'm in the will of God to only mention one, one, one person. I, not, not Eisenhower, not, no, 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 no. There's so many, so many, but I'm only going to mention one. An army, private, first class, most of us will have never heard of. The likelihood is we will have never heard of him. But I'm going to remember him. From the Vietnam War, in spite of the numerous and more well-known examples from other wars, I'm referring to a young private. And my interest, too, is to remind us that no soldier is ever... Is this all right? 
Is this all right? Are you staying with me? Are you following what I'm trying to do? So no soldier is ever knowingly left behind. Have you ever heard that expression? At least in American military. It is, a, it is as though it's, a, it's almost like a rule of the, of the military that no soldier is ever knowingly left behind, whether wounded or dead, which of course is, and I can only say it, I can't delve into it, but, but it is quite a, let's say, a, a point of honor among soldiers. Soldiers risk their lives to bring back to the lines their fallen comrade, no matter how horrific. And, uh, and, I, and to only mention one, of course, is, is uh, very limiting, but I do want to mention Ed Babel, who was only 19 in the Vietnam War. And he and his unit were pushing through the Vietnam jungle when they entered into a trap of the Viet Cong in which they were caught in the crossfire of that opening, clearing in a jungle area. And suddenly, caught in the crossfire, several fell. But there was seriously wounded, but there was one person in that entire unit that was not wounded. Almost everyone else is either dead or had fallen. And only young Ed escaped that morning. And he quickly ran back to their original spot where they were safe. But of course, he didn't go there to... Uh, get away from the battle. He went there to regroup and see who he could get to help him. 19 years old. I'm talking about a nation that has been defended by young men and young women of character and valor. And I thank God for men and women that would risk their lives for my freedom. And he quickly returned. Now think with me. I'm trying to talk to you. He quickly returned to the danger. He did not wait long. This time he returned to save the fallen. They were wounded and crying out. And it would only be moments before the enemy would rush in. They were afraid to because the living were still firing. And, and the types of ammunition and, and so forth that they had. And so he not only did he return as a matter of valor. But he returned as a matter of honor to save those that had fallen. Not merely to win a war, but to lift as many men as he could. And so it is, Ed's story, is that he lifted them on his shoulder. And he carried one man after the other as little rounds of uh, fire would go off and, and guns would be shot, holding back the enemy just enough to allow young Ed to carry his friends from the battlefield back into safety, back to the American lines. This young 19-year-old was later decorated for valor, strong and tall, but he was decorated for those who survived because he put his own life at risk for theirs. And we remember him today and I am remembering him today. And in so doing, honor all our men and women in uniform. To describe a young 
Can I say boy? Perhaps that's going too far. But at least let me say a young man. Today when I meet a 19 year old. I think of a very young person. Because I'm not. (laughs) It was Jesus who said. Greater love hath no man than this. That a man laid down his life for his friends. And that, dear ones, is precisely what Jesus did. In the next verse, Jesus added, you are my friends. It is simply unimaginable that we would honor human valor, for example, in marking of a cross and and all the things that make this a very special weekend. And uh, we would mark the spot with a white cross, and yet would we then fail to remember the one for whom that cross has its meaning? The reason we mark a grave with a cross is because there was a Savior that reached down from heaven and he gave his life a ransom on our behalf. I tell you today, you listen to this preacher, there is a gospel that is more powerful than any force in this world. There is a power that comes from God. It comes from heaven. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today. God is saying, I have given myself. Jesus said, you are my friends. So now let's look at Romans 6. You could turn over there, but I've only, I only need another second. Don't anybody get nervous. We do more when we speak of the cross and Calvary than reach for a symbol. When we are thinking of the cross of Calvary. And I speak today in honor. Not only of human life and human friends. And those that have done unbelievable feats. And and have done it not for selfishness. But for others. And for nation. And for God. And for the need of a nation. But I say today. As we think of that immeasurable kindness. And immeasurable service. What about the cross that split heaven and hell forever? What about a cross that was placed in the ground with a thud with the human son of God upon it? I tell you today, God is able to take care of every need that you have. Hallelujah. God is the God that has given his life To save a life. Praise God. And so when we think of Calvary. Everybody say Calvary. Calvary's cross. When I think of the cross years ago. And I'm going to hurry. But I'm feeling this so strongly. We used to sing. It's just French. When when back before. When we first met. uh, A couple years ago. And, uh, and, and before we married, uh, I remember they were singing a, a song. Just you see if you remember this, just to think of the cross. Remember that? Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> just to think of the cross moves me now. To think of the cross. Oh, oh, da, da, da. See the words. Can I make up the words? Oh, she's going to let me make up the words. Hallelujah. She's telling me the words, by the way. 
You couldn't see it, but I, I didn't know the words. I was going to, I had a whole new made up song. And she was pointing to her head, just to think of the nails. Is that what you were trying to tell me? Was nails the right word? I can read, Sister French. That's my favorite language. And I say that with a certain whimsicalness about it, but I, I mean it with the very depth of my soul. As much as I thank God for a young man that would stand and run back into danger, and I honor it, I know it's worthy of honor. I am telling you, there's a God that loves us. He loves us enough to run back into danger, to come back to the place where we need him to be. When I think of the cross, it moves me now. I can't help but be, someone said, well, Reverend, don't you understand? You apostolics are so emotional. You're always shouting and screaming and running and jumping. Yeah, I, I understand that, yeah, pretty much. That's what we do. We get excited and we get loud and then we get soft and, and then we cry and then we smile and sometimes we cry and smile at the same time. We're just, you know, someone said, Reverend, uh, someone the other day was coming in here and they said, I, I've never been around anything like this. I mean, you guys can't chew gum. You can't even go to the uh, hardly out the door because you're, you're so strict and you can't, I mean, you're, you're holiness and you're all these things and yet you're growing. Folks, every time I come, there's another this, another soul. I said, no, no, no. It's not about us. It's about the God that made a way for us. He blazed a trail when I think of him. When I remember him, everything's all right. Hallelujah. When I think about a dad that was an alcoholic and God delivered him and set him free. When I think of the drug addict that God got a hold of. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody today. Yes, yes, yes. I know it's Memorial Day. I'm supposed to stay up here. I know that. But I'm not feeling like staying up here. I'm feeling like the Holy Ghost is trying to remind us that there are some important things. And Calvary is at the top of that list. It was at Calvary that our souls were set free. And I feel the Holy Ghost just remembering what he did for us there. He saved us from the enemy's ambush and some of you have bought into the false notion that once an enemy always an enemy once defeated always defeated but folks it doesn't work that way no 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 the battle never works out so neatly you may feel there is no hope you may not even believe in the blood of Jesus Christ or the word of God. Although millions do, we're living in a world that uh, the cross of Christ has made an enormous impact. And how many are thankful for what the gospel is doing all over the world? But many people are caught in the ambush of hell. Their lives have been sold out and we could say taken, destroyed. Even though they're breathing, they're not truly living. There is a death that is not all about breathing air. 
And so it is with many lies. They breathe air, but they are not living. They are dead to God because they are completely consumed by sin and evil. And we could name just one or two things and we would all have to agree that what a sad thing it is that people's lives are consumed with such things. But Paul says in Romans 6.11 that not only was the cross that which allowed us to die to sin, but it is also the place where we find ourselves alive unto God. And that is what we are feeling here today. Some of you were asking, you're wondering. Many of you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying, there are some, there's someone listening to me right now. Maybe, of course, uh, Brother French was telling me the last little, uh, is he in here? Where'd he go? Uh, he's up there. All right. So that, uh, I mean, Brother French, we, we had to send out a, a, a deal on the web ministry. And what was it? 175,000 people. Just one thing in the web ministry, and 175, you say, well, uh, uh, why so many? Well, because every once in a while, God says, I'm going to anoint what you're doing, and I'm going to make it be more than what you are. Hey, folks, we're serving a mighty God. He's bigger than our enemy. We've got a God that's bigger than every problem that we face today. Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God! You need to calm down in here. Hallelujah! So I'm here to tell you, you may not know it, but what you are feeling is that aliveness unto God. And when you feel the hand rush its up under your arms to pull you and your feet dragging. You thought you were a goner. You didn't think there was another hope and all of a sudden someone is rushed in in the midst of the danger. But it's not your neighbor. It's you that God is reaching for. No, 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 no. You listen to me. It's not you, but it's your thought it was over and God somehow grips those hands and as they reach for those fingers she notices there's a scar as it grabs her the spirit of prophecy is here God is able to bring victory right into your living room, your home, and your life. He reaches through the power of his spirit. Not because we're excited. We get excited because we want to. That's why we get excited. We're not sitting around saying, oh, I have no control. You know, when I just ran off of here and looked like I was doing... Uh, the latest uh, whatever. I did that. I did that in excitement in the Holy Ghost. And I feel the presence of God. That's my response. And I'm not ashamed of it at all. Not the least. But I'm just trying to explain it. What I'm trying to tell you is. That what we are feeling. Right now. 
is the living God rushing into the battle zone of our lives. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, some of you think, oh, no, oh, no, here he goes again. No, no, I'm trying to, trying to, trying to obey the spirit. When Brother French was preaching here this morning, talked about having surgery. Some of you may not have been in here, but I'm going to repeat it. It's very, very seldom I do, but I'm going to. As he was preaching, I could think of them pushing him into the surgery at six years old. Was he six, hon? The last, wasn't that six the last time? Five and a half, five, maybe three quarters? No, no, five and a half. I'm just kidding. Just, I'm just kidding. I knew she'd know the day. What, what time it was? No, I'm just kidding. She, uh, no, no doubt in my mind she knows that. The time, uh, sometimes she'll say, honey, did you remember that smell? Remember 35 years ago that smell? She was asking me the other day about it. I said, the smell? Yeah, remember we went in that room and that smell that was over there? But as Brother French was preaching about going into that surgery, that was open heart surgery for a six-year-old boy. And I tell you right now, Satan intended to leave him on the battlefield because he would come and I can't tell you the nights that he would taunt and say you're a man of God and your boy's going to have surgery I could tell you that I couldn't even preach this sermon and just before he was to go in and and uh, we were praying, and we were teaching him songs, and we were doing things like one of the songs. Uh, Sister French, I know you remember, but let me remember a little of it. Uh, let me have a, just a little bit to remember. Uh, he was learning a song called, When I am afraid, I will trust in God. And I remember taking his hand we, we called them scripture songs, and they were right out of that songs, right out of the song, right out of Isaiah. And we would sing the song. We had a little tape, and we were learning them. And as I was trying to get strength, I didn't want to portray to my little boy that, that I was uh, concerned and that I was grieved that I'd been on the carpet all I could barely let it happen. I was so discouraged. I didn't know how to face that next morning. And during the, the night, the, the week, somewhere, I can't remember exactly. Don't, 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 I'm just going to get as close as I can. Sister French remembers exactly. He, she remembers exactly. Is this okay? Is this good preaching? Hallelujah. Praise God. And I, was, I told her I was so uptight and I had faith, but, but yet there was some, I was so concerned. I just couldn't, I couldn't bear it to think my boy was going into the surgery. That God was going to let him go. I couldn't stand it. It was like almost like a defeat. It was like, I, I don't feel right. God, why don't you deliver us from it? 
just was having to, it was like just gritting my teeth. And so we were singing, when I am afraid. And Ryan said, well, Dad, I'm not afraid. And I said, oh, good, 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 good. That's good. That's really good. I'm thinking, oh. Well, no, Dad. He said, because, you know, last night, the, the, the shiny man with the big sword, he came in there and he talked. He, he said, everything's going to be fine. While we were doing what we knew to do, God was sending a mighty warrior angel right into his bedroom and said, it's going to be all right, young man. <laughs> oh, some of you, I'm telling you today, listen, God is bigger than any problem that you are facing. Praise God. Could we stand together? Come on, praise team. Come and join me. We're going to have a special time of prayer. It's Memorial Day. And I wonder if we could make our way to the front. Calvary, Calvary, won't you please speak to me? Sister Trench, I thought about having you come and play that. It's an old song that I, one of my favorites from my first days as a Christian but I want to, they're, they're not ready to play music, but they're, as soon as they come up, they're going to start. Let's just gather around the front. We're going to dismiss this. And you, if you can, if you'd like to, just come and join us. Saints, come on, come on. We're going to pray. I feel like God is wanting to show us today that he has paid the price at Calvary. Your healing is in the blood today. Anybody need a healing today? Praise God. I wonder if we could just get... Come on, keep coming. Folks are trying to get as close as we can. And we're going to sing. <clears throat> Praise God. Let's bow our heads and let's lift our hearts together. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. Sing it. How great... Yes, yes, yes. God is bigger than your problem. How great thou art. We're going to sing it. Let's lift our hands. Come on. Then sing my soul. Oh, my Savior.